Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host from Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast out in Boston, Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Wednesday, my man. Happy hump day, halfway through our week. And Pritch, we got so much to get to today. I'm excited. It's Adam Birthday every Wednesday. We get to talk to Adam, get his best plays for this weekend. So excited for that segment. But Pritch, we got everything going on. College basketball, NBA, 13 games in the NBA today. NHL, we got Maction. Two quick notes for betters to keep an eye on today moving forward. Uh, number one in Maction, mm-hmm. dogs, dogs, dogs. Pritch, we always joke about how Maction is just the most unpredictable conference to bet on. When you're up big, you're never safe. When you're down big, you're never dead. It's just really, really volatile. And really, that's benefited dogs this year. So let, yesterday, you had dogs go two and one ATS Akron who uh, can you believe a pitch? They covered a number yesterday, kept it close plus 26 <laughs> and then Ohio plus six. They had a sharp move. I think they're like seven and a half down to six. So two and one ATS with dogs yesterday. And that's jived with a very, very good uh, Maction dog system this year. Dogs in Maction now 22 and 10 against the spread 69%, even better road dogs in Maction Pritch where public has this bias in these weekday games. I want some action. I'll sweat the home favorite. These road dogs in Maction, uh, 14 and four against the spread, 78%. One match tonight would be Kent State getting three or two and a half. We've seen a little bit of movement in their direction. And then Pritch, I buried the lead. Our guy Greg Hoops Peterson was spot on. We said pay attention to unders yesterday. Dave Tooley tweeted this out. Uh, keep an eye on Dave's Twitter if you want to, uh, you know, get all these uh, updated ATS uh, plays the next day. How favorites, dogs, overs, unders do. Pritch, unders in college basketball yesterday, mm-hmm. 49 and 21, 70 percent. So just like the NBA, this great under trend, 62% unders in the NBA. Great start to the year for college basketball unders. And keep an eye on those Maction dogs. Hey, I would lean on the experts uh, to begin the season for sure when it comes to college basketball because as a casual better, I have zero idea on what to follow, who to follow, what's going to happen with these programs, with all the transfers, coaches, uh, and everything else. I mean, we are back to normal when it comes to college hoops uh, as opposed to last year for sure. But uh, I would lean on the experts, and we have a number of experts here at, at VSEN. So let's get to the National Football League, because we do have some news, something to keep an eye on anyway. Odell Beckham Jr. and his landing spot uh, sources uh, have him either considering the Chiefs, Packers, or Saints. Where are you with this Odell Beckham Jr. situation from a betting standpoint, Josh, and do you think he can have an impact with one of those three teams? 
So I definitely think you can have an impact here, Pritch. And again, there's a lot of uh, news in New England. There's a love affair apparently between Odell and, and Bill Belichick. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's got a shot here. But uh, when you get these reports that he's narrowing his teams down to the Saints, the Packers, and the Chiefs, Patriots are off that list. So from a from a Boston perspective, Pritch, I'm thinking, hey, maybe we get another weapon here. But I don't really want to mess up what Mac Jones has going on. I just think with Odell, it's kind of ironic, Pritch. He said he wanted to go play for a playoff contender. You were on a playoff contender with the Browns. What was wrong with that? So it just goes to show you that, you know, oftentimes, uh, Pritch, I know the the diva moniker with wide receivers, at least it doesn't apply to you. You're not a diva. But I would just say, he can he make a difference? Yes. Can he be? Uh, it, and here's the thing. The caveat is if he can accept his role. This mm-hmm. is a guy who uh, it really has trouble accepting his role. And again, will he go to a contender and say, uh, and not demand the ball. If he can do that, I think he can make a big difference. But if he goes to the Packers and starts telling Aaron Rodgers, you need to throw me the ball, Rodgers is probably going to laugh and say, I got Devontae Adams. I'm going to throw to the guy who's open. So if he can get kind of his headspace in the right direction, I think he can be a really good slot receiver and a really good, you know, move in the change. Or you got to get that big third and seven. He can pick it up for you. But again, will he accept his role? That's what I'm concerned about. And Pritch, all the teams that you mentioned, we got some early line movements here. The Chiefs rumored, remember, they just got Josh Gordon. Uh, kind of a questionable impact he's made so far. I know it's still early, but uh, that game at the Raiders, that Sunday night game, the Chiefs open minus three. A lot of books are down to two and a half. We know these primetime dogs, 19 and eight against the spread. I'm looking at the Vegas Raiders plus three in that spot. Everybody won't lay in that short number with the Chiefs, but they're actually, I think, believe uh, nine and 16 ATS since they won the Super Bowl. So a little bit of value or movement toward the Raiders, if you can find the plus three. We talked Seattle Green Bay. We're still waiting on whether or not Aaron Rodgers will get cleared to play that game, but uh, Russell Wilson is good to go, Pritch. We talked on the show yesterday, if you like Seattle, Mm -hmm. you probably want to get the plus three and a half right now because that open at five, down to three and a half, looks like it's going down to three. Again, you want the hook, get them early. And then New Orleans, Tennessee. This is going to be kind of a hazmat play for me, Pritch. I kind of like New Orleans getting the points there. I know Tennessee's been great here, uh, knocking off, you know, uh, obviously the Rams last week. And even though you're missing Derrick Henry, still getting it done. We had everybody on the Tennessee bandwagon, but they opened minus three. They've stayed minus three, even though they're a big popular play. And it looks like based on the juice, this thing may get down to two and a half. That's really the direction it's trending. We look at those short road dogs plus three or less, 15 and five against the spread this year. And those road dogs, 63% ATS, 51 and 30. So early movement. And will Odell play? Who will he go to, Pritch? I'll kick it to you. What will be his best fit? Who should he go to? Well, um, I'm going to give you an answer, but I want to bring in Adam Burke. Uh, He (laughs) used to live in Cleveland, uh, and he's on set with us right now. Welcome to the show, Adam. Thanks, Pritch. Absolutely. uh, VSIN sports betting analyst uh, does an outstanding job. Now, to answer your question, you mentioned Diva receiver. All receivers are Divas, by the way. (laughs) We all want the football. We all think we can win the game if if we have the football. Uh, and that's what's going on with Odell Beckham Jr. He wants to have that feeling as if he's the difference maker. Now, would he be the difference maker with the Packers? No. Would he help the Packers? Yes. Uh, would he be the difference maker with the Chiefs? No. Would he help the Chiefs? Maybe. Uh, but I find it very interesting uh, as a diva wide receiver myself that this guy wants to go to a quarterback that's a Hall of Fame caliber. In other words, what was happening with the Cleveland Browns was Odell Beckham Jr. not believing in Baker Mayfield on that level. And so do you want that in your building? Do you want a receiver thinking that he has to be paired up with this type of quarterback, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson or somebody in order to have that success level? So I don't know if that's going to help you in terms of making the playoffs or making a run or how he's going to fit in the locker room. But I can tell you and I can guarantee you that's the mentality that he has right now. Yeah, you know, I think the Odell situation is really interesting because maybe it was a a lack of belief in Baker, but also that's just not a good offensive fit for him. You know, Mm -hmm. a timing kind of offense. They don't throw the ball downfield a ton. That's kind of Odell's game. And when Odell was brought in, I mean, it was pre-Kevin Stefanski. It was when the Browns didn't have the same level of skill position talent that they have now. Now they just don't really need a guy like him. You know, they've got all this underneath stuff with the three tight ends, Mm -hmm. you know, with Jarvis Landry, using Hunt as a receiver, stuff like that. They don't need Odell. It was just a bad fit at this point in time. Maybe if he goes somewhere where they do throw downfield a little bit more, a Kansas City, a Green Bay, something like that, maybe Odell can be an impact player again. I don't know. Adam, it's great to have you on the show today. I always look forward to your segments. Let's dive right into your playbook, some games that you're looking at this weekend. So I had mentioned maybe a little liability on the Vegas Raiders here. But give me your breakdown that Sunday night game. We obviously know the Raiders, uh, a lot of controversy surrounding them so far this year with off-field or uh, you know off-field incidents with Rugs and with Gruden. Uh, but I kind of like them in the points here. You know, they opened getting three. They're down to two and a half. We've seen these primetime dogs do great so far this year. They also get conference dogs, 62% ATS. And the Raiders, for whatever reason, they've kind of battled and, and played the 
the Kansas City Chiefs pretty hard last few years with upset wins and covering numbers. So, Adam, how do you break down this game? Uh, would you lean Raiders? Would you wait and try to get a three? How do you break this thing down? Yeah, there are a couple of different ways to look at this. One is that you can take the Raiders through three and seven and make them one of those long teaser legs. So you get the two key numbers there. I know this could be a little bit of a higher scoring game, could be a little bit of a, a more volatile game. But with that being said, you still get the three and the seven. And I think that makes a lot of sense to tease the Raiders up. I also like the Raiders a little bit from a straight wager standpoint. Would like the three over the two and a half, certainly. But look, I think at this point in time, and I'm not saying that this is true overall, at this point in time, I think the Raiders are the better team. And you're getting the better team at home with points here in this situation. You look at the Raiders last week, they badly outgained the Giants. They outgained them by a yard and a half per play. Vegas was just one for six in the red zone, Pritch, and that's mm -hmm. why they wound up losing that game. They've got a top five defense by yards per play. Part of that is schedule-induced. I will admit that. But right now, I look at a Raiders team that they seem to be a very cohesive unit. They're buying in. They're rallying together. The interim's done a fantastic job. They're following Derek Carr's lead. I don't see a whole lot of those same things from the Chiefs here where you get a lot of turnovers, a lot of Patrick Mahomes trying to do too much. So I'll take the shot here with the Raiders. I'm mm -hmm. waiting on a plus three, maybe just play the money line here. But also, as I said, I think they're a good teaser leg as well. Well, divisional games and primetime divisional games, I would imagine are going to be tight anyway, too. But uh, I think the Raiders sense and feel that as if they can win the division, uh, and a lot of times you have to go through Kansas City, so that's probably not a bad play right there. Well, and let me let me ask you yeah. this real quick. Sorry to interrupt, but you think about home field advantage isn't worth three anymore in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But if Kansas City was at home, this line is telling us Kansas City minus seven, minus seven and a half in that range probably. I mean, who's laying that number with Kansas City? I know Arrowhead's a different kind of animal, but there's no way I'd lay that number with Kansas City. And that's yeah. what this line is kind of implying. So I think that maybe there's a little bit of equity on the Raiders here. Yeah, and Adam, just to fit in your, your other play here before we go to break, I think you're looking at a teaser. We've seen some movement toward the Cleveland Browns. Uh, your, this is a, between me and you. I'll give you a pack of Sam Adams. I don't know what kind of beer you got in Cleveland here, Adam, but these are our two teams. 12-pack so or a six-pack? You yeah, said a pack. 12 or six. Yeah, with all these hazmat dogs, I'm going to need a 30-rack here. But uh, Cleveland getting three down to one and a half, and I think you're looking at maybe teasing down Baltimore. So run, run me through your, your favorite teaser here, Adam. Yeah, if, if we're talking Sam Adams, I want Utopia. I don't want just Boston Lager or anything like that. Uh, look, you know, obviously, I mean, the Browns, again, we talk about the Wong teaser. We talk about the value of getting three and seven. This looks like a lower-scoring expectation, total of 45 and a half. The Browns teased up to seven and a half makes a ton of sense in this situation. I kind of lean with Cleveland to begin with, but now that you've got the COVID situation with Nick Chubb and, and Demetric Felton, you're not exactly sure if either one of those guys will play. You get some extra margin for error here with Cleveland to tease them up to seven and a half. And I think this is a great compliment with Baltimore teasing them down to minus one and a half on Thursday night. So Ravens Browns teaser, I think is, is maybe the best play of week 10 here in the NFL. I like that teaser, to be honest with you. I mean, you mentioned that last week, too, with the Browns. I believe uh, they were a dog against the Bengals. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> now a dog against the surging uh, Patriots here, although that line's uh, getting a little tighter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And look, I mean, look, I was very shocked to see what the Browns did to the Bengals last mm -hmm. week. I, I liked getting the eight and a half, but a great performance by them, for sure. Yeah. Indeed helps find a great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Well, coming up on the program, we still have Adam Burke in studio. We have some college football to get to, also some thoughts on college basketball. All that and more coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta. CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, Adam Burke with you today. And Adam, because Josh and I, we talk about data and driven by data a lot of times. College football, basketball, it doesn't really matter to sport as long as we can cash tickets. You discovered an angle that's interesting that I want to talk about and involved Akron. Uh, they lose the game 45 to 40, but they get inside a number here. What did you discover with Akron? Yeah, first of all, go Zips. I'm proud of my alma mater for, <laughs> for covering that number last night. Of course, they couldn't win, but at least they wound up covering. But, you know, Oscar Rodriguez Jr. was the interim head coach for that game for Akron. And he's a guy that's beaten cancer twice. Mm. And, and he has, you know, one of those stories as an interim that a team's really going to rally behind. You know, they're going to want to go out there and play for that guy. And, and we always have this question the first game after a head coach gets fired or resigns, something like that. You know, does that team rally? Do they kind of take it upon themselves and, you know, maybe feel bad that the head coach was let go because of their performance or whatever the case may be? There's always that great unknown. But now that we're deep into the college football season here, we're going to get a lot of coaches that get fired. And you're going to have a lot of these interim situations. And you really want to find something out about this interim head coach. You know, is it a guy who's had head coaching experience before, like Jerry Kill? We saw TCU last week go out there and beat Baylor, you know, with a guy, Jerry Kill, who's been very successful, but was coaching for the first time as a head coach in six years. So look for those interim angles. Try to find something that could be actionable for you. And last night, I just figured Akron would come with a massive effort, and they did, and kudos to them for that. And I would think they're a team that does play hard the rest of the way for this guy, even though they have absolutely nothing to play for because, you know, they're not making a bowl game or anything like that. Adam, I think it's a great point. You know, one thing I always look for in bowl games is, you know, if you have a coach who's fire or interim coach or someone on the staff, your short staff, that's always kind of a, a bet against angle. Well, then we look in the NFL and it's almost tried and true. Your coach gets fired. Next game you play that team, they, they want to play for that new coach. So I think it's a great point by you, Adam. So uh, I want to get into the card for this weekend. Uh, one game that really caught my eye, Adam, was Mississippi State playing Auburn. Big SEC showdown at noon on Sunday or on Saturday. Uh, we have Auburn ranked 17th in the country. Mississippi State is unranked. Both teams are coming 
coming off a loss. Mississippi State just lost to Arkansas 31-28. Uh, they did cover that number, though. Uh, and Auburn just uh, just lost to Texas A&M 20-3. Didn't even come close getting the four and a half there. But what's notable to me, Adam, is everybody's betting Auburn at home, ranked team. You know, Mississippi State is unranked. Yet it opened minus five and a half at home with Auburn. Really hasn't moved at all. So it looks like maybe a bit of a line freeze. We have seen some of these road conference dogs, unranked first ranked, do pretty well. They're out 54% ATS this year. So would you take a shot on, on Leach getting points here? Yeah, I like Mississippi State in this spot for a couple of different reasons. One of them is we talk about the bubble burst and we talk about a team losing its first game or falling out of the college football playoff picture or something like that. Auburn's loss last week was very, very detrimental for them because it puts their college football playoff hopes pretty much on life support. I mean, they really don't have much of a chance now to get in there, even if they beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl. So I'm worried about a little bit of a hangover there for Auburn. Also, bad Bo Nix reappeared last week against Texas A&M. That's a big problem for them. He had been playing with a little bit more confidence. That's kind of out the window now. And also, Mississippi State was the better team against Arkansas last week. They missed three field goals. Mike Leach was talking about having open walk-on tryouts for kickers. But they were the better team, and they've got this air raid offense. And Auburn's defense, 105th in the nation in completion percentage against. So I think Mississippi State can move the football in this game. I don't know if they win it necessarily, but I think they can keep it close for sure. And I'll take the five and a half points here in this one. Bad Bo Nix because of bad Mike Bobo. Offensive yes. coordinator, too, <laughs> for Auburn. I mean, good Lord. So how about Michigan State? I, I guess this is a spot as they take on Maryland laying 13. Yeah, you know, this is one where I, I do like to look at a lot of situations, and the situation here for Michigan State is terrible, but I still like the Spartans in this game here. And we talk about weather late mm -hmm. in the fall. We talk about the impact that weather can have on a game. Well, they're expecting 20-mile-per-hour gusts in East Lansing here on Saturday. Maryland wants to throw the football. That's how they move the ball. They're bottom 20 in rushing attempts this year in the nation because they trail a lot, but mm -hmm. also because they want to throw the football. Michigan State has an elite running game with Kenneth Walker III, who, you know, obviously they're going to try and do whatever they can to try and pad his numbers for the Heisman. And I just look at this game, and Maryland cannot run the football. Michigan State has a top 15 rushing defense in the country, and I think they run wild on this Maryland defense here. So even though the spot is terrible mm -hmm. for Michigan State, just awful, the weather puts this game into a situation where they're going to be able to play to their strengths, and Maryland will not. So I think Michigan State minus 13 here is actually the play, kind of a reverse handicap for me. But again, based on that weather consideration, I think that the offensive game plan for Michigan State just plays to exactly what they want to do. Adam, let's go over to the ACC. This is an afternoon game, 3.30 p.m. on Saturday, Miami, Florida against Florida State. Uh, what's notable to me, these two teams really trending in opposite directions. you got Miami, who's, who's won three straight. you got Florida State, who's lost two in a row. This game opened at a lot of shops around the U, uh, minus two and a half. Uh, anytime it got to three, I think you had a little bit of buyback on the key number, Florida State plus three. But is this a play that we really shouldn't outsmart ourselves too much, Adam? If we can get the U under minus uh, three, get them two and a half or less, or maybe even money line. Uh, can the U get this thing done, or are you wary at all of Florida State if they can get the key number of three? Yeah, I think this is one of those situations where the cheap money line makes a lot of sense here in that minus 135 range. Miami's played a ton of close games here so far this season. They haven't really found ways to win by margin, but you have a significant advantage at the quarterback position for Miami in this game. Tyler Van Dyke's been really good, 10 to 1 touchdown interception ratio the last three games. Florida State's offense has been awful. Whether it's been Jordan Travis or whether it's been Mackenzie Milton, Florida State's offense just hasn't been any good. Fewer than four yards per play last week against NC State. Miami's defense isn't as good as NC State's, but we've got a massive difference here at the quarterback position, and I think that's enough. In the ACC where defense can be optional at times, I just don't think I've seen enough from Florida State to like them here in this spot. But as I said, Miami, a knack for playing really close games. Maybe instead of laying that two and a half, you go ahead and take that money line with that short road favorite price. And we got Adam Burke in studio, VSIN sports betting analyst, also a point spread weekly contributor. Uh, Adam, before we get to point spread weekly, I have a question just uh, from an angle standpoint. When it comes to college football, the rankings, Cincinnati, for instance, is there an angle with Cincinnati currently ranked fifth? They know they have to win out, but they also know they need style points. They got uh, South Florida coming up here, right? Uh, and they are laying 23 and a half. Is that, is that an angle? Is that a good enough angle to consider that with this game? You know, last week was interesting because they played Tulsa, and a lot of people liked Cincinnati for the reason that you mentioned, this notion of having to put up style points. Mm -hmm. Tulsa's actually a good team, I think. I yeah. think Tulsa's much better than their 3-6 and six record. That spread was roughly in the same area. 
Tulsa's a much better team in South Florida. So now that this line is in a similar area, this is the week I would look for Cincinnati to put up some style points going up against a lesser opponent. Yeah, I think it's definitely a consideration you have to look at going forward. It could be priced into the market a little bit okay. at this point in time. But still, I mean, Cincinnati is in a position this week to blow out an opponent and get some style points if they wanted to. Adam, we let off the show talking about, uh, obviously, college basketball. A lot of these unders doing great yesterday, 70%. And then in Maction, dogs going 2-1 and one ATS. And Maction, dogs now 22-10 and 10 ATS, almost 70% as well. But uh, any of these dogs interest you today because of this trend toward dogs in Maction? We're getting Bowling Green, bit of an inflated line. You're now getting 10.5. I think they opened getting like 8.5 or 9. Ball State, uh, Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois is around plus 2.5 at home. That line really hasn't moved. And then a little bit of movement toward Kent State. Uh, that's your later game, 8 o'clock. I think they're plus 3 down to 2. Half. So, uh, do any of these dogs interest you, and do you have a favorite maybe dog play today in action? Yeah, as far as a dog goes, I like Bowling Green a little bit. I'm waiting to see if I can get an 11 or an 11 and a half here because, again, that's a game where we saw the total open 51 and a half move down to as low as 49 and a half. Again, lower scoring expectation. The more points I can get, the happier I'm going to be with the underdog in that situation. These are actually two pretty good defensive teams. Uh, both of them, I think, in the top 40 in yards per play against. So, that maybe explains why this total has gone down a little bit. Rivalry game. These schools are very, very close. They do not like each other. So that's a, a pretty interesting angle here tonight as well. If I can get Bowling Green at 11, I'll take it. Um, you know, more on principle than anything else. I don't know if there's a statistical angle to take the Falcons. But again, if I'm getting double digits with a total that's come down a little bit, that is something that I have to strongly consider. And if I can milk another half point or a point out of Bowling Green, I'll have a pizza money bet on them. Well, we mentioned uh, VEASAN sports betting analyst Adam Burke uh, is doing a great job, a point spread weekly contributor, also daily VEASAN newsletter. Uh, I mean, so much going on. we got college basketball. What are you writing about these days? Yeah, there's a lot going on, to be sure. A lot of college football and NFL coverage for me. But one thing I will say real quickly about college basketball, and we see this all the time in college football, a college football team loses to an FCS opponent mm -hmm. or gets beaten in upset fashion early in the season, something like that. Everybody immediately discards that team. So if you're looking at college basketball and you're noticing some of the upsets, like Washington got knocked off last night, Cal got knocked off last night, just think about the fact that it's one data point. Maybe that team is worse than expectations, but also they're going to be priced a little bit differently going forward. So don't automatically throw away a big favorite that loses because maybe they just had a bad game. So maybe that's yeah. a team you want to come back on in the next game. Follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. The great Adam Burke. Thanks again for your time. Thanks, Pritch. Take care, Josh. Absolutely. Thanks, Adam. Josh, ever since I threatened the Patriots with uh, signing Cam Newton back to fix them, look at what happened, right? So we're going to have three more teams that we're going to fix it with. That's coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, a dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Winter Green, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's been across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, it's fix-it time. Uh, I'm serious. Ever since I threatened the Patriots with Cam Newton, <laughs> they've gotten their act together. Yeah, you don't want – it's like Beetlejuice, 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 or Candyman. <laughs> don't say it three times in a row because Cam Newton will come back. So, I think they got Mac Jones in the right direction here, Pritch. But the beauty of it is Patriots win with defense right? and running the ball. Mac doesn't have to do too much. But, uh, yeah, Pritch, are you surprised Cam hasn't, you know, you know, gotten to another team or take a shot at him? Is, is his career over? I'd love a prop bet on that oh, one. Oh, I know, right? I don't think his career is <laughs> over, but uh, it's getting more and more difficult, though. That's for sure. Uh, so, we're going to fix it because, it, I mean, look, we, we can cash tickets with New England, and we have. Uh, certainly over the last several weeks. So let's try to cast some more tickets. The Bengals suddenly struggling offense. How about this? Joe Burrow, last two weeks, three TDs, three interceptions. Running backs, uh, 3.2 yards 
per carry there. So what's going on with this Bengals offense? Well, I'll, I'll point to it. You know, it's a passing league. We understand that. But with passing comes mistakes, too. And certainly Joe Burrow's a young quarterback. But can you overcome mistakes? Like Joe Burrow leads the National Football League. He's tied with uh, Sam Darnold, for instance, with 11 INTs. But he can't overcome those INTs. You know, good quarterbacks are great quarterbacks, even Josh. They can overcome when they make mistakes over there. That's why they're great. Joe Burrow's not at that level yet. So uh, does the Cincinnati Bengals, do they need to kind of bring him down here a level or two? I don't know if they do that, but certainly give him more passes that are more high percentages. Uh, running backs out of the backfield, for instance, screen plays too. They're dynamic all over the place. But if they have this risk-it mentality, I think this young quarterback can still make those mistakes out there and not overcome them. I think it's a great point by you, Pritch. So a little less risk it, no biscuit, a little more check down Charlie. Remember that was uh, goes back to Cam Newton. There was a, uh, you know, a training camp. I think it was with the Eagles. They called him check down Charlie. And, you know, Mac Jones, he, he's getting a lot of flack about how he's just not pushing the ball downfield, but his completion percentage high. I think you hit the nail on the head, Pritch. You know, this is uh, a, a young quarterback who wants to, you know, show his skills and has teamed up with Jamar Chase and can kind of, kind of get that uh, college connection going back again. But if you're constantly taking too many chances, sometimes that's when you get turnovers. That's when you put your team in bad situations. So I think with Burrow, this is kind of the learning curve of, you know, having a huge breakout year with, with, uh, you know, with, uh, with, uh, in, in, with LSU and then mm-hmm. coming to the NFL and, you know, looking good, but then getting hurt, overcoming his injury. This kid's gone through quite a bit in his young career. And I think that's the next step in his maturation is just saying, Hey, you know, I don't have to make that, you know, perfect throw 60 yards downfield. I'll take five yards if that's what the defense is going to give to me. And Pritch, you know, one thing to keep an eye out for is that division there. I think this is a good opportunity to maybe get down on the uh, on the Ravens here. I'm looking at a couple odds. They're only like around minus 140. Mm-hmm. So in that AFC North right now, uh, Browns are around plus 400, Steelers plus 500, and the Bengals plus 650. So remember when the Bengals were off to a great start and we were saying, hey, you know, that win total under six and a half, which... Full transparency, I took the under there and I ripped it apart so we got no shot there. You're starting to see them come back down earth a little bit. They're kind of the AFC version, maybe, of what we saw with the Carolina Panthers getting off to a hot start. But looking at the odds with the bookmakers, they're kind of telling you, you know, hey, we don't, we're kind of expecting this, this nice flash in the pan to maybe regress a little bit here. I'm looking at the Ravens win this division. But the Bengals, I think at least you got some some hope for optimism here, okay. Pritch, uh, with a team that didn't have much of that over the last decade, I would say. Absolutely. I mean, they're a good young football team. Uh, they're in uncharted territory, though, in terms of this group uh, of Bengal players. Uh, and so they're still trying to figure it out. But uh, don't put the cart in front of the horses here. Very, very talented. But yet I think you still need to rein them in a little bit uh, and get more high percentage situations. Zach Taylor's got to do a better job of that. Uh, because if you're going to lean on that defense, you cannot put that defense – uh, on the field in bad situations, and certainly with all the INTs and, and, and lack of production at times for this Bengals offense, that's what they're doing right now with the Bengals defense. Yeah, great point by you, Pritch. And again, I'm looking at, hey, we can't get down on the Bengals this week. They're on a bye week, but keep an eye out mm-hmm. for that next game, uh, 21st of November here, a week from Sunday. They're going to the Raiders. They're going to play the Raiders. Raiders are going to be on that Sunday night game, quick turnaround with yep. Cincinnati off a of bye. I'm looking at a lot of lines right now, Pritch, kind of look at a pick them. Uh, some books, I do see a couple. I think Westgate is at minus one Cincinnati right now. If they meet, if they cut, like, let's say Vegas wins or covers against the Bengals, maybe this thing shifts a little bit. But if the Bengals kind of stay that short road favorite type system match. Those road favorites off a of bye, uh, around 66% ATS last decade. Keep an eye on that next week's line. Uh, you may be able to get maybe a fade the trendy dog play if you want to back the Bengals. Yeah, absolutely. They can fix it during their bye week. That's for sure. Let's get to the <laughs> Vikings. Uh, they need to fix a lot of things, but we're going to focus on the defense, the rush defense. Uh, last three games, 147.7 rushing yards allowed per game. Uh, it's incredible what's happening to the Minnesota Vikings right now. Zim, he's supposed to be a defense guru, although he's got his son calling defense. I mean, nepotism is crazy right now with this organization. <laughs> but, 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 uh, this could be signs, Josh, that it's about to fall apart. Uh, remember when I said about the Texans, the wheels are about to fall off, and then certainly the next week the wheels fall, fell off of that thing. Uh, I think with the Vikings, uh, when your defense is not physical or they don't have that want to and they're yielding this many yards on the ground, I get it. Baltimore, they can run the ball against anybody. But you allowed uh, Devontae Freeman, I believe, average almost six yards a carry, if not six yards a carry, on top of Lamar Jackson. So uh, I'm not saying or suggesting that they're giving up but the writing's on the wall out there, I think, in, with the Vikings. Stephon Diggs, we go back to Odell Beckham Jr. Stephon Diggs wanted out. 
and he wanted to get out of there because of the quarterback situation. Now, that's different, right? He goes to Baltimore. So now you look at these signs. I mean, this is the beginning to me uh, of just guys not wanting to lay it on the line physically. I mean, you're yielding almost 150 yards uh, in rushing yards. I mean, that's incredible, especially when you had a lead 17-3 through the second quarter. Yeah, Pritch, I don't know if you know M. Night Shyamalan, a really good director here, and I know I'm like off, totally off base here, but he had a movie, The Sixth Sense, one of my favorite movies, when Bruce Willis could kind of sense things coming, mm-hmm. and quote-unquote, maybe he was dead the whole time, spoiler alert. But, uh, <laughs> Pritch, you got The Sixth Sense when it comes to these teams predicting them to fall off. So you call the Texans, Vikings could be next. But I would say getting some points here uh, at the Chargers could have some value. Remember last week at Baltimore, you know, they, they're fighting in that one till the bitter end. They cover that number. They are getting seven. They lose by three, uh, 34-31, but we jumped out to to me, everyone back on that Herbert train. They had a couple losses, then he come back and beat the Eagles. I'm looking at around three out of four bets on the Chargers this weekend, opening around minus three, and yet they're kind of staying minus three. And some of these uh, minus threes uh, are, are, are are trending toward the plus three, minus one fifteen in favor of the Minnesota Vikings. So if you can get the Vikings key number of three, we talk about all these road dog, short road dog system matches. So Pritch, I don't know if they can eke out these wins, but can you get a cover here? I think if this gets down to two and a half, just as Adam was talking about, maybe the Vikings two and a half to eight and a half, go through three, go through seven. But one little angle here, you mentioned Zimmer. Uh, one one angle with Zimmer, if you look at Zimmer coming off a loss mm-hmm. uh, in his career here with the Minnesota Vikings, next week he is covering a lot of numbers. Does he always win? No, but he's three and one ATS off a loss this year. And in his, in his career with the Vikings, he is 31 and uh, 33 and 16 ATS. 67% off a loss. So uh, maybe maybe the Chargers eke this thing out, but actually like grabbing the points there with Minnesota, and we'll see how this thing develops moving forward, Pritch. So they can fall off a map, but not after this week if I take them plus three, Pritch. Let's I, fall off next week. Yeah, football's a tough game, and you got to be tough players too. And I'm, I'm questioning that right now with the Vikings because you put your hand in the dirt and you stop the run. Uh, or, or you get blocked. You get blown off the ball. I mean, uh, make up your mind. And so that's something to keep an eye on right there with the Vikings. Now go. let's get to the Saints uh, because the Saints – uh, I was stating that I thought the defense was elite. Uh, I think it is still, although they were in bad situations uh, the last game out, last time out against Atlanta, divisional game. Uh, now, offensively, last week, three points in the first three quarters, uh, the rushing attack, Alvin Kamara. I mean, if you're going to cheat and hold, you're not going to be able to run the football. And that's what we saw repeatedly from the Saints. You can't cheat. Josh, you, you got to be able to block guys and, and still live up to expectations right there, help out the quarterback situation that's going on with the Saints. So for me, uh, if I'm Peyton, I, I'm like, look, guys, we can't cheat. Let's just go out there and block people uh, and make sure we stay out of long uh, dis- down and distance situations, in particular third and, and second down. Uh, down and distance situations, that, that hurt the Saints tremendously in their last game against Atlanta. You're totally right, Pritch. And again, you know, this is kind of just getting back to fundamentals, blocking and, you know, getting everyone in the right position here. And obviously last week, you know, only three points, three quarters. Simeon turned it on a little bit late, kind of made it interesting here. But I'm looking at this game toward uh, New Orleans going to Tennessee, Pritch. I like the spot New Orleans is in. I love it anytime we can bet against a favorite who came off a really, really huge dog win. So the Titans beating the Rams there as a seven-point dog. You win 28-16, whereas the Saints are coming off that loss to Atlanta when they were favored, and you lose straight up. Favored by six and a half, you lose 27-25. So I'd like to buy low on New Orleans here. Mm -hmm. Hope I get the Simeon in the fourth quarter, not the first three quarters, Bridge. (laughs) But Tennessee open minus three. Everyone's on them after that their big win. It proved a lot. Hey, no Derrick Henry. That's okay. You can still win games. But that three is staying three. It's juiced up toward New Orleans. May go to two and a half. I look at the three there with the Saints. All right. I love the observations there from a market insights perspective, too, as we fix uh, these teams. And we're going to continue with uh, market insights. That's coming up next. Market insights from Josh Applebaum right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness... TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSEN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy NBA action with BetMGM's live betting options boosted odd specials, and daily promotions all season long. Just download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code VSEN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in a game you wager on. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, uh, downhill in, in the National Football League. Uh, 17 games, uh, a regular season schedule. Uh, so, the futures market, interesting one. Because who will finish with the most regular season wins in the league? Like, look at these odds here. Uh, you got the Cardinals plus 500. They're 8 and 1 right now with their record. You got the Buccaneers plus 500, 6 and 2 uh, with their record. The Titans, uh, surprise, I think, uh, to a lot of people in the AFC, 7 and 2 as well, plus 550. Uh, what are you thinking here in terms of this situation with futures, the NFL highest win total odds? Yeah, so I'm glad our guy Ben, our producer, put this thing up here. I think it's really intriguing. Number one, I'm not going to go Cardinals. I have injury concerns, obviously, with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. And I just think even though they have the most wins right now and the best record in the NFL, that's a really tough division. They're still going to have to play a lot of these division games down the stretch. The Bucks, I could be intrigued by. Uh, obviously, you know I'm on the Tom Brady train here, Pritch. <laughs> but you mentioned it, the Tennessee Titans. If, I'm, if you're going to be a generous guy, as you always are, Pritch, and you're going to give me $100 for free, I'm going to take the Titans plus 550. I'll tell you why. Number one, seven and two. So one of the best records in the NFL. You're right up there uh, among the top of the pack. But really, if you kind of look at the schedules down the stretch, I think you're going to bet this prop, you know, kind of go through each game, look at some look at numbers. Uh, obviously, we have the Titans, you know, as a three-point favorite here. I kind of like the points there with the Saints, but your favorite in your next upcoming game. But then, Pritch, listen to this. In the division you're in, mm -hmm. you got two against the Texans. I think we can give them two wins right there. You got another game against Jacksonville. That's a win. You got another game against Miami. That's a win. You're going to be at home against San Francisco. Probably a short number, but I think you can get that done. Shanahan's been terrible on the road. 
And then you got the Patriots at the Patriots and at the Steelers. Those are going to be your two toughest games. But I think maybe a shock one of those, or maybe it won't even be a shock, maybe a close number there. But Pritch, if you take care of business, you beat the Texans twice, you beat Jacksonville, Miami, San Fran, maybe you get one of those Patriots Steelers games. We're looking at the, the Titans here, you know, 13 and 4, 14 and 3. I think it really, really showed a lot and really proved to that locker room that, you know, no Derrick Henry, don't hang your head. We went into the Rams, the Lions' den, and it had a really convincing win there. Mm -hmm. I think that really this team, coached by Mike Vrabel, is trending in the right direction. Their schedule is kind of easy down the stretch. I'll take that plus 550, Pritch, see if we can turn 100 into 550, get our 100 back. I'll go Titans here. But who are you looking at in this uh, this prop bet, Pritch? Well, let's stick with the Titans in the AFC. I think the AFC is wide open. Uh, you know, I, I'm not fully buying into the Titans yet. I know it was a great victory on the road against the Rams. I get that. Um, but they're only laying three at home against New Orleans with a backup quarterback, uh, Trevor Simeon, uh, who was 13, was even dressing out at times uh, so far this year. But uh, I don't know. I, I think Vrabel still has issues, even though that defensive front is playing better, uh, helping out the secondary. Now, offensively, uh, as good as it gets. Now, Derrick Henry. Uh, the long-term uh, effect on this team without Derrick Henry, I wonder how that's going to play out too, though. Uh, but, you know, 7-2 in the AFC, I think Buffalo uh, needs a sense of physicality. Uh, they need to develop that within their football team. They're going to work on that, I'm sure. But the Ravens are sitting there too. Tough division, I get it. But they're at 6-2, and two and they find a way, Josh, whether they're down 14 points or 21 points, it really doesn't matter to the Ravens. Yeah, that's a great point by you, Pritz. So you go down the list there a little bit, plus 900, uh, even though you're 6-2. and two. And also, you're going up against Miami tomorrow night. Pritch, get ready. We got one of the most lopsided games I've <laughs> seen all year. Mm -hmm. Almost 9-10 almost out of bets are laying the points. Baltimore at Miami tomorrow. They open like 6.5. They're up to around 7.5. That thing may get to 8. We'll see how that goes. But probably give them a win there. Now you're 7-2. and two. This is a great point by you, like trying to think ahead, anticipate, play yeah. these numbers out. When they get once they get to seven and two, that plus nine hundred probably gonna be down to I don't know plus eight hundred plus seven hundred something to map out moving forward. But again, I think Ravens are a sleeper here. The Bills are a team we were high on. Although Pritch, we're, we got an AFC playoff race between my Patriots and the Bills, so I think that's gonna be a little tough for them. And obviously, you're really worried about uh, you know that loss uh, on the road to Jacksonville. So Titans could be worth a look. Ravens could be worth a look. I think you got a lot of value on this board right now. There could be a wild card out there too when it comes to the NFC. Uh, so we're looking at the Packers at plus six fifty seven and two. What if they do sign Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, and you got Aaron Rodgers, a healthy one, uh, off of COVID. And then certainly you got um, the receiving core that they have uh, with Devontae Adams. And, okay, you throw in Odell Beckham Jr., my goodness. Yeah, again, seriously, that's going to be, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he complained quite a bit where, you know, uh, in the draft they get, went defense, didn't give him kind of the offensive weapons he wanted. He brings back uh, Cobb. But now imagine you're going to line up, you know, Odell in the slot and Devontae Adams, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think that's going to be music to his ears if they can make that happen. But – He's got to be on his best behavior, Pritch. That's what we got to uh, keep an eye out for. That's right. Uh, we also got to keep an eye out for Market Insights, your podcast, each and every day. Uh, what do you have for us today? Yeah, we got so much going on right now, Pritch. I'll tell you right now, uh, these are the days that I love. Anywhere you look, you got college hoops, NBA, NHL. We got Maxion. We, we're still looking at all these weekend lines in the NFL and college. So I think right now is really important to be as disciplined as you can. If you're a volume better, just know you could open yourself up to a great night with a lot of plays or a tough night if you don't get them all. So bankroll management, that's super, super key when we have all these bets across the board. Well, let's just start with Maxion. Pritch, I'm going to see if we can get one of these dogs here. We talked about dogs 2-1 and one ATS in Maxion yesterday, now 22-10 and 10 ATS on the year. The dog that I really like is Kent State. Uh, Kent State getting two and a half. I'm going to wait this thing out. It's an eight o'clock game. Can I get a three? I really want Kent State at the key number of three. But even so, maybe a money line play to win outright. I like the way this team is trending. You're coming off uh, a huge win where you score a million points. I think with Kent State, if I'm on a dog, I want a dog that can score. Pritch, they're averaging like 32 a game. Mm -hmm. They're one of the fastest paced teams uh, in college football. You beat NIU uh, 52 to uh, 47. You cover that number. So it's a team that's kind of, uh, you know, rolling here a little bit. And going to Central Michigan where CMU open minus three, it's down to two and a half. A lot of system matches here with Kent State. Those short road, road dogs we always talk about, plus four or less. They're 54% ATS this year. Uh, it's not a crazy system, but it's a grinder match that's been pretty good historically. So I'll take the points there with Kent State. Again, hold out for a three. If we don't get it and the juice starts trending down, I'll jump on the two and a half. It looks like it's going to two. Mm -hmm. The other play for me, Pritch, it's going to be a really, really you know tough sweat here. But Ball State, Northern Illinois to the under. This really jumped out to me. The total open 62 and a half, 62-ish. It's down to around 60 across the market. This thing is falling as we speak. And really the play here for me is a weather-based play. If you look at uh, in Northern Illinois, 
uh, you know, not too far from Chicago, the Windy City Pritch, we're going to get around 15 mile an hour winds here for this game. So wind could play a big factor. And the public keeps taking the over, saying all these matching games fly over, yet this thing is falling a little bit. So uh, if you look at these windy under system matches, when the wind is 10 miles an hour or more, uh, the the unders this year are 61%, 66%, and 43%. So I'll look under there a little bit. And then, Pritch, we got to talk college hoops. Number one, upon just in principle, I'm going to play a ton of unders today because we had an, a great under day yesterday. We can uh, kind of look at some of these, uh, especially added game, extra games, Pritch. When we look at these games that are like a six-digit Vegas ID number, mm-hmm. uh, those games that see a line movement, that's important to me because when you're a regular uh, better, sometimes it's hard to find these games. you got to find the extra tab on your, on your, uh, uh, your phone or a website or logging into your book, go to the extra tab, find these extra games. Therefore, if they're harder to find and yet you're seeing line movement, it tells me that wise guys who set their own numbers have a lot of edges on these games, these added game extra games. Just to me, those those numbers are, are meaningful. Those moves are meaningful. So I'm going to play a lot of unders. But just a teachable moment, how to use Ken Palm to your advantage here. Mm-hmm. One game that I really like is Pacific against Northern Colorado tonight, Pritch. What jumped out to me is Pacific opened as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. It's a neutral site game. It's a late game, 9.30 p.m. They're down to a pick em but they're starting to creep back up to minus one. So from a market-based standpoint, it's like, oh, a lot of money came in on Northern Colorado, taking them plus three and a half down to a pick them. But here's where I kind of get my Ken Palm edge, and I like to play these matches here. Ken Palm, this is his number one rated game tonight based on his thrill score, uh, which kind of ranks, he's kind of unclear how he comes to this calculation, but I think it's based on a bit of a confidence level. He's got Pacific winning by five points. Uh, so if I'm getting them at a pick them now, when they open three and a half, I know there was movement toward Northern Colorado, but I'm going to buy low and go money line here at a pick them with Pacific. Also, Ken Palm's ratings, he's got Pacific 125 in the country, Northern Colorado ranked 200. So I'll take a shot on their Pacific on the money line. And then Pritch, one play in the NHL, slim picking tonight, only three games. I'm going to go Minnesota Wild here. They're on the road against Arizona, who's been god-awful this year, 0-10-1. They're mm-hmm. 0-11 as a dog. Uh, Minnesota's rested, ready to go. They open around minus 195. They're up to minus 200. In the NHL this year, Pritch, if you look at these big favorites, minus 200 or more, they're 26-7 and seven on the year, 80%, about 11% ROI. I'll be, I'll be rocking the wild here, getting it done, betting to risk one unit, trying to get a half <laughs> unit back there with Minnesota. I love it. I love it. Always great information right there, Josh Applebaum. As we close out the show, I'm going to be tuning in to the Gardner-Webb UNLV runner Rebel basketball team. Curious about Kevin Kruger, uh, the new head coach, uh, the roster they're going to have. They're laying 10, but also curious about the broadcasting team. Our guy, I heard our producer is right. that game, isn't he? Yeah, That's good right. job, Ben. Good luck. Looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow's show as well. Good luck. Can't wait, Pritch. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. The Edge coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I 
play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.